Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to go right into this message. Just kind of pulling from uh, a few weeks ago what I'm calling in a little series, It's Time to Pray. It's Time to Pray. It's Time to Pray. My heart, listen to me, please. This is something that God has been challenging me with. This is something the Lord has been speaking to me for some time now. But my heart for this church going forward into this new year of 2021 is that we will all grow in our prayer life. And that not only would we grow in our prayer life, but we would be transformed by the power of prayer. When you spend time with the Lord in prayer, I can promise you one thing. You're going to be transformed. Because listen, when you come into the presence of God, the presence of God is going to change you. And so my heart for this church is for us to grow in prayer in our own personal life and corporately as a church, but also that we would allow prayer to transform us. And the reason it's so vital for us to walk in prayer is because if we're going to grow in our walk with God, it's vital that we stay connected to Him. It's vital we stay connected to Him. You see, that's what prayer is. Prayer is that direct channel to the, to the promises and the power and the presence of our almighty God. It's about being connected to him. It's about abiding in him, staying connected to our Lord. And my heart is focused on prayer because like I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, uh, my heart's focused on prayer for myself and for you because we learned a few weeks ago that without prayer, we're, we're nothing. Without prayer, we're powerless. Without prayer, we're going to be weak. Without prayer, we're going to have no supernatural results in our life. That's why prayer is so vital for us. We need to make sure that we're praying. A couple of weeks ago, I shared with you in this little series here, I'm calling It's Time to Pray. I I talked to you about It's Time to Pray Powerful Prayers. How many of you, when you pray, you want to pray powerful prayers, prayers that move God, powerful prayers. And powerful prayer happens Uh, like I talked the other week about when we abide in Christ and we stay connected to Him. That's when powerful prayer takes place, when we abide in Christ. But today I want to talk to you about it's time to pray. It's time to pray persistent prayers. Persistent prayers. It's time to pray persistent prayers. That word persistent is a powerful word. Persistence is a powerful word. I got a definition here for you for persistence. It means to to continue to remain steadfast in some state, purpose, or course of action, especially in the face of opposition. Persistence is about remaining steadfast in some state or purpose of course of action, even in the face of opposition. How many of you know that when you pray, you're going to face some opposition? This word persistence is a powerful word, And persistence, it goes hand in hand with our prayer life. I hope we all understand today 
that powerful prayer is going to require us to be steadfast. If you're going to pray powerful prayers, it's going to require you to be steadfast. It's going to require you to be willing to keep going no matter what you face in life. No matter if you see him working or you don't see him working. Persistent prayer is going to call us to remain steadfast and keep going no matter what we face. Persistent prayer, when you take the word persistent and you put it together and, uh, with prayer, Here's the definition that you can get. This persistent prayer is a, is a steadfast pursuit of God with a determined faith, a determined faith that I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep praying. It's a steadfast pursuit, seeking after God, the one and the only one who's the way maker, the only one that can change the situation. Persistent prayer is a steadfast pursuit of God with a determined faith in the times of serious opposition. In other words, listen to me, prayer, this is what prayer is. Prayer requires faith and prayer requires fighting. Prayer requires faith and prayer requires fighting. And as a church, we have to be convinced today. I have to be convinced. You have to be convinced that pursuing God in prayer is going to require persistence, persistence. We live in a world today where people just give up too easy. They give up too easy, and we, as God's people, we need to be people of persistence who remain steadfast. And Jesus knew something about persistence, and he knew how crucial it was, especially in our prayer life, when he shares a very powerful parable with us in the Gospel of Luke 18. He's teaching about persistence. He's teaching about uh, perseverance in prayer. If you have your Bible, open it up to Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. If you have a device, you can pull up your Bible there. I'll have it on the screen. Listen to what Jesus taught here about persistence in prayer. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. <clears throat> There's a lot of great translations. Normally I would preach from uh, the NIV or the uh, ESV, uh, New King James Version, but I like the uh, New Living Translation of this passage and this parable here. So let me read it to you. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. I could stop right there and preach all day long. He told a story to his disciples that they should always pray. Say always pray. Always pray, always pray, always pray and never give up. And then he goes into this parable. He says there was a judge in a certain city. He said who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. And the judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. We'll leave it that alone. I hear some laughing going on. I bet there's some nudging going on. And then he says, I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. And then the Lord said in this parable, the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't think God will surely get, so don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly, but when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who still have faith? Father, I pray right now that you would just be a helper to me and to all of us that are hearing the word of God today. 
And God, as we hear the word, we pray that the word would minister to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want you just for the next few minutes to notice some powerful truths from this parable today. Notice, first of all, that by faith, we never give up on prayer. By faith, we never give up on prayer. Verse 1, Jesus said, he told the disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and what? Never give up. Always pray and never give up. Jesus was reminding us as followers of Christ that we never give up on prayer. And also, he reminds us that prayer can be hard work at times. How many of you know prayer can be hard? Prayer can be hard. Paul talks about that. Jesus says here in this parable, never give up on prayer. Some translations say, don't lose heart or don't become faint. I love that Jesus recognizes that evidently we can become discouraged in our prayer life. That Jesus is telling us here and he's expecting his followers that we can become discouraged at times in our prayer life. Jesus is telling us here that he expects his followers that we can become weary sometimes in our prayer life. And I think if we were all honest this morning, if everybody were honest about their prayer life, I think that we could all raise our hands and say that we have all been discouraged and we've all been disappointed at times when we pray. Can I get an amen? I think all of us could confess today that we've been discouraged at times and we become weary at times and we lose heart at times. I know I have. I've been disappointed. I've been discouraged. I've lost heart. I've become weary at times in my prayer life. But I'm encouraged today. And I want you to be encouraged today hearing this parable from Christ that he's encouraging us that he understands. Jesus understands and he expects these things to happen to us when we pray. You see it, right? Jesus understands and he's expecting us to feel this way when we pray. And that's why he shares this parable. Jesus is encouraging all of us here today through this word, through this parable, that no matter how discouraged we become, no matter how disappointed we become, no matter how weary we become, no matter how hard prayer gets, we never give up. We never give up. We never give up. We always pray. We never give up. Jesus is saying we press on. We press on through the discouragement. We press on through the disappointment. We press on through the weariness. We press on through the waiting. We press on through the silence. He's telling us that we must be persistent in our prayers. God help us today to keep praying with a determined faith. Like Jesus is reminding us to remain steadfast. Remain steadfast. Be persistent in prayer. Whatever you do, listen to me, friend. I I know you have needs in your life. I know there's some situations going on all around you. Those circumstances that you're facing. Listen, whatever you do, never give up. Keep praying. Keep the faith. And keep fighting because God is going to work in your behalf. Hallelujah. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. He says keep praying. Be persistent in your prayers. Jesus is telling us this, and we find this theme all through the Bible. This thing about persistent prayers, never giving up. Romans 12, 12 says, be constant in prayer. Ephesians 6, 18 says, pray at all times. Colossians 4, 2 says, continue steadfast in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray without ceasing. Do you see it here? Jesus and his word, he tells us to never give up on praying. You have to persevere. You have to stay persistent in your prayers. And the reason Jesus is telling us these things is because he knows that prayer is hard work. 
He knows prayer is hard work. He knows that there's going to be times we're tempted to lose heart in praying. He knows that we're going to become weary in our prayers. He knows that we're going to, we're going to feel like giving up at times in prayer. Do you remember what I told you a while ago, what the definition was of persistence? It means a, a state or a purpose or a course of action where you remain steadfast even in the face of opposition. Even in the face of opposition. And the reason prayer is hard And the reason that we lose heart and the reason that we become weary is because we face opposition. And you know what some of the opposition is that we face? One of them is our flesh. One of them is our flesh. Our flesh is opposition to us when it comes to prayer. Our flesh opposes prayer. Our flesh hates prayer. Our flesh fights against prayer. Can I get an amen? You remember the story, right? where the night that Jesus was to be arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's there, and he's praying. Y'all remember the story? And what does he tell his disciples? He says, listen, fellas, I need you to what? I need you to watch, and I need you to pray. But instead of watching and praying, what did they do? They fell asleep. They fell asleep. And what did Jesus say? He says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And friend, listen to me this morning. Our flesh has no desire to pray and pursue after God. Our flesh says that we don't even need God. Our flesh says, I can do this on my own. I don't need to pray and seek after God. Our flesh is weak. Our flesh opposes prayer. Our flesh is opposition to us. That's why we need to stay connected and abide in Christ. Let me tell you another thing that opposes this opposition to us in prayer, and that's the devil. How many of you know the devil? He'll fight you in your prayer life. You know why he does that? Because the devil knows that if he can get a praying pastor and a praying people and a praying church and they can connect with an all-powerful God, that some mighty things can take place. And he knows that and he'll do everything that he can and he'll do everything in in his power to tempt you and distract you and to keep you from praying. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He'll do everything he can to tempt you, distract you, and to keep you from praying and connecting with God. And that's why... That's why this parable that Jesus shares on being persistent in prayer is so powerful because he knows how vital it is. He knows that there's going to be opposition to try to keep you from connecting to God. But here Jesus tells us that even when the opposition comes, you have to press on. You have to keep going. You never give up. You keep fighting. You keep the faith. You just keep praying. Don't give up. And that's why Jesus is teaching this lesson on persistent prayer And the only way we can have persistent prayer in our life is to abide in Christ, to abide in him, to stay connected to the power source, Jesus himself. So by faith, I never give up on prayer. I said by faith, I never give up on prayer. By faith, I never give up on prayer. I keep praying. The second thing I want you to see is by faith, I will persevere in prayer. I will persevere in prayer. Did y'all change that clock while I was gone? Wow. Lord, help us. (laughs) By faith, I persevere in prayer. Verse 4 and 5, the judge, it says, ignored her, the widow, for a while. But finally, he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to keep reading that to Lisa when I get home today. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. You see here in these verses that this judge we see in the parable that he's a wicked judge. He has no fear of God. 
He has no fear of God. He has no compassion for people. He could care less about people. He is unfair and he's unjust. That's the judge. And then you have this widow and she's weak and she's poor and she's been wronged by some enemy in her life and she has no legal team to represent her and to help her with this need. And I love the widow because despite all of the disadvantages that she's facing in her life, she remains persistent. She remains persistent. She don't let the, the setbacks don't stop her. The disadvantages don't stop her. Listen, she just remains persistent. She kept pursuing after the judge, coming after him day and night. You see, her strategy and her hope was perseverance. That was her strategy and her hope. Her hope was not in her social status because if you study the widow of that day, they were like at the very bottom of the social status. So her hope was not in her social status. Her hope was not in the money she had because she had nobody to help provide for her. Her hope was not in knowing somebody with some political leverage. Her hope was in none of that. Her hope and her only hope was in her persistence. And she never gave up. She never gave up. She never gave up. She never gave up. She persevered. And the judge recognized. He said, man, she is just bothering me over and over and over. This woman is driving me crazy. How many of you parents here today know that your kids know this strategy of perseverance? They know this strategy of perseverance where they keep asking and asking and asking over and over and over and they just keep right at it and finally you just get pushed over the edge and you're like, okay, okay, whatever, just go do it. I don't care, just leave me alone. Quit asking me. How many of you know that your children know the strategy of perseverance? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I see some hands waving back there. Bring them to the altar. Well, see, this widow, she's doing the very same things that our kids do. She's crying out to this judge, give me justice, give me justice, give me justice. And the widow, the Bible says, she's wearing the judge out. I want you to go back and read it later on uh, and see for yourself. The Bible says that she's wearing him out. She's beating him down. Do you know what those terms mean? If you study those words, it's actually a boxing term that she was just, she was wearing him out. She was beating him down. I mean, he's getting bruised. He's, he's, he's wounded. He's about to be knocked out. He's about to go down. And, and he's been hit so many times that somebody in the corner is about to throw in the towel and say, I give up. Whatever you want, lady, you can have it. I'm going to give it to you, but just quit beating on me. That's what the term means. She was wearing him out. She was beating him down. Can you imagine that day? On that uh, Tuesday morning, and, and court starts, and the judge says, "What's on?" The, talks to the clerk of the court, "What's on the uh, agenda today?" I don't know, but that woman's out there, and she's looking you, and she's gonna beat you down today. She's gonna wear you out. She's out there asking and asking and asking. She was beating him down, and finally he gives in. And you may be asking today, "What in the world, and how in the world does this parable apply to me in my life?" Well, I'm glad you asked because the parable is teaching us a valuable and powerful lesson. It's really a parable of contrast, but I want you to see something that we can identify with, that Jesus is reminding us that we're like the widow. We're like the widow. You know why? Because we're weak. 
we're weak and we're powerless and we're defenseless. And you know what? We need somebody who has power. We need someone who has authority. We need someone who's capable to be able to move on our behalf. So we're like the widow, and then Jesus is reminding us that the Father is not like this unjust judge. Our Lord, he's not unjust. He's not unfair. Our God never becomes frustrated with our perseverance. Our Lord is never worn down, beat down by our prayers. Here's the truth. God really loves it when we pursue after him. God loves it when we come after him. God loves it when we come to him with our needs. God loves when we cry out to him. God loves to hear from us. God loves to help us in our time of need. God loves to encourage you, and God loves to bless you. I say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And the main thing we see here, Jesus says, if this unjust judge will eventually render a just decision, then how much more will your perfect heavenly father respond to your request for his dear children? He's using this parable, Jesus is, to encourage us to persevere, persevere in prayer because when we persevere in prayer, Jesus is saying, listen, I'm going to hear you, I'm going to respond to you, and I'm going to help you in your time of need. As long as you persevere, you can trust that I'm going to work on your behalf. Don't give up. And I'll tell you something else we need to make sure we see in this parable here that our, our perfect heavenly father, he doesn't always answer our prayers in our time. We read in here there's a delay in the answer to prayer and there's going to be delays in your prayer life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There will be delays, but listen, this is something you need to... Never forget that there's God's timetable and there's our timetable. And I don't know about you, but I want to be on God's timetable. I don't like waiting. And I know you don't like waiting either. Waiting can be discouraging. Delays can be discouraging. We want it now. We want it now. Come on, we live in that kind of society. We want it now. Now you got these little coffee makers. You put a little cup in and bam, cup of coffee like that. Well, that's not even fast enough now. We, we want it. We want it instant. Everything's got to be instant. But here's what I believe, and I believe Scripture supports it. I believe that delays are used to prepare us for something greater God wants to do that's going to bring him the most glory. Isn't that really what we all want? Even if there is a delay, that God would use that delay in our prayers to do something greater in our life. Listen, hear me. If you give up on prayer because of delays, you're going to miss out on what God is wanting to do in your life and he's wanting to do something greater. So don't become frustrated. Don't become disappointed. Don't become discouraged in the delays, but just know that in the delay, God is working to do something greater in my life that's going to bring him the most glory. Hallelujah. If we give up, if we give up, we miss out. If, listen to me, hear me. If you give up, you miss out. If you give up, you miss out. If you give up, you miss out. One of the Greatest prayer warriors I've ever studied behind and read behind, I encourage you to get a book of his and just read it, is George Mueller. How many of y'all ever heard of this great man of God? He ran an orphanage for years, and he ran it all by faith, all by faith. Everything was by faith. He was a great man of prayer and faith. And in 1844, when Johnny Kennedy was born, he started praying. This man here, uh, George Mueller, he started praying. He started praying for five dear friends to be saved through faith in Jesus Christ. Listen, he started praying 
for these individuals to be saved, and he prayed for them every day. He prayed for them every day. Listen, he prayed for them every day. He prayed for them every day. Those five individuals, he prayed for them every day. Eighteen months passed before the first individual was saved. Uh, Five years passed before the second friend was saved. Six years passed before the third friend was saved. He's praying every day, every day, praying every day. Listen to this. 36 years later, Mueller wrote that his other two friends were still not saved. But listen to what he says. But I trust God and I pray on and I press on looking to God to answer my prayer. He said they're not saved yet, but I pray they will be. And listen, decades and decades and decades later, after he started praying for these two friends to be saved, they were finally saved through faith in Jesus Christ. They were finally saved after Mueller had already died and passed away. But he never gave up. He never gave up. He never gave This man of prayer never gave up. He never gave up. Even in the delay, even in the delay, he never gave up. He never stopped praying and God never stopped working. He never stopped fighting and God never stopped working. Hallelujah. And that's powerful. That's so encouraging to all of us and challenging as well because, listen, if we give up, we miss out. If we give up, we miss out on what God's wanting to do and do something greater in our life. So God help us not to give up in the delay that we persevere in prayer knowing God is working. The last thing I want to tell you here is that by faith we see fruit of prayer. By faith we will see fruit in prayer. He says, I tell you this in verse 8, Jesus is speaking in the parable. He will grant justice to them quickly, but when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith. When Jesus comes back, will he find men and women here at Mount Olive who have faith? Or will he find people who just gave up? You see, prayer is asking and faith is waiting. Prayer is asking and faith is waiting. And they have to go hand in hand. Prayer is asking and faith is waiting. When I was a young boy, Verley would remember this. Lord, help me. I forgot Verley was going to be here today. When I was a young boy, we lived in a community right here between Mount Olive and Calypso called Pine Forest. That was before the tornadoes came, and it was actually before I was saved. And me and some of my friends at times would go over in the evening to a neighbor that lived across the street, and we would ring his doorbell multiple times, and then we would run. Some of y'all are laughing. You might have done this before. We would ring his doorbell and then we would run and hide and then we would kind of watch and see him come to the door and I'm not going to tell you what he said. But it reminded me that that's how we pray sometimes. That's how we pray sometimes. We, we run up to God's door and we ring the doorbell over and over and then we run off and we hide. We, we run off and we never wait for the Lord. You see, prayer is asking and faith is waiting. And we ring God's doorbell over and over and over, but we run and we never wait for the Lord to come to the door. And you see, that's God right now. He, he, he's wanting us to, he comes to the door after we ring the bell and God comes and he's asking, where are you? Where are you? You've been ringing the bell, you've been ringing the bell, and now you've run away, you've quit ringing the bell. Where are you? And God asks, where are you? Because he wants, to, he wants to give fruit to your prayers. 
He wants to open the door and see you there calling on him and he wants to give fruit to your prayers. And you know what the fruit to our prayers are? The fruit of our prayers will be God's doing a supernatural work in our life. The fruit of our prayer will be God's will being done. The fruit of our prayer will be God is doing something far above what we could ask or imagine. The fruit of our prayer will be our lives will be changed for his glory. The fruit of our prayer will be God will be glorified in everything that happens around us. Listen to me, friend, this morning. Keep persevering in prayer so you can see the fruit of prayer. The fruit of prayer. Because God will move as long as we keep praying. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come. I want to just close it with this final illustration about the power of prayer and the fruit that will come as long as we keep waiting on the Lord in prayer. I give you this illustration from the Bible, 1 Kings. I know many of you are familiar with this passage. There was a drought in the land. Listen to me. There was a drought in the land. No rain. And the prophet Elijah, he was praying for rain. The Bible says he prayed seven times before the fruit came. Or the answer came. He prayed seven times. He prayed seven times before the fruit came. You find it here in 1 Kings chapter 18. Let me just read this couple of verses. Elijah said to Ahab, go and eat and drink for there is the sound of a heavy rain. Wait a minute, there's a drought. No, he, by faith, he's hearing the sound of a heavy rain. Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed the top of the Mount Carmel Listen to what he did. He, he bent down to the ground and he put his face between his knees. You know what he's doing? He's praying. He, he's seeking God. He's seeking the Lord in prayer. And then he says, he says, go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. Go and look. And the servant went up and looked. And here's what he said. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. And I wonder how many people feel that way this morning. You've been praying and praying and praying and praying. And, and that's your testimony this morning. There's nothing there. There's nothing happening. And Elijah said, seven times Elijah said, go back while he's praying. And on the seventh time the servant reported, he came back and he said, there's a cloud forming. It's a small one, about the size of the hand of a man, and it's rising from the sea. And Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Friend, listen to me. Sometimes our delays turn into a divine blessing. Listen, seven times praying, nothing happening, nothing happening. (laughs) Seven weeks praying, seven months praying, seven years praying, nothing, nothing, nothing happening. Friend, don't give up. Don't give up. Never give up. Always pray because those small things, those, that, that setback, that delay, that's God getting ready to bring a divine blessing in your life, a fruit to come forth in your life. You keep praying, the fruit is on the way. You keep praying, the answer is on the way. Don't give up. Don't give up. I'm just telling you this, friend. It's on my heart. It's time to pray. Persistent prayers. Some of you are here. And you're facing some desperate situations. I know what a lot of you are going through. You're facing some nothing here situations. You're facing those today. And Jesus is saying to you, never give up. Never give up. Keep fighting. Keep persevering. Because the answer is on the way. Because God is doing something greater.
He's doing something greater. Do you believe that? Even in the delay, God is preparing you to do something greater. Would you stand with me, please? How many of you need God to do something greater in your life today or maybe a situation? Maybe that's you and your testimony when you walked in this morning is the testimony that, that nothing, there's nothing there. There's nothing happening. I want to encourage you from this parable today, never give up, always pray. Keep persevering like this widow. Despite all the disadvantages, despite all the opposition, you have to remain steadfast in your prayers. Don't give up on that lost loved one. Don't give up on that situation. Don't give up on your healing. Don't give up on your deliverance. Don't give up on that peace that you're looking for, that joy you're looking for. Don't give up. Don't give up for God to put some things back together in your life because He can do it. He can do it. Right there where you are, I want you just to make that your altar right now. Please, make that your altar right now. Focus on the Lord. Focus on the Lord. What do you need from Him right now? Lord, thank you for your word. God, thank you for your word. The encouragement, Lord, to know that you, you, you understand that we get frustrated, God. You understand that we get discouraged. You understand, Lord, the end of delays, God, that we become weary. Lord, but the encouragement from you today is that we never give up. We keep looking to you. We keep trusting you, God. We keep our eyes on you. We stay connected to you, God, because we know, Lord, that you're working, you're working, you're working. And there's going to be a fruit to come forth out of it, God. And you're doing something greater that we couldn't even imagine, God. Something greater that's going to be what's best for us. But most of all, it's going to bring you all the glory. So, Lord, right now I pray for every individual, Lord, that's connected right now to this service that's here. I pray, God, that whatever they're going through, Lord, that you would help them, first of all, God, to have a spirit of perseverance, God. Come on, church, right there we are. Say, Lord, help me not to give up. Help me not to give up, Lord. Come on, church, talk to them and say, Holy Spirit, empower me. Keep me going. Help me, Lord, to persevere. Lord, help me to keep fighting. Help me to keep fighting for my family. Help me to keep fighting for my friends, Lord. Help me to keep fighting, Lord. Help me, Lord, not to give in, not to give up. I rebuke my flesh right now. I rebuke the devil right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I stand on your word, God. I stand on your word, Lord. And God, I pray, Lord, that when you come, Lord, you're going to see a church that's praying in faith and believing you, God, for the mighty work to be done. Lord, Lord, may, may you heal people right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that people be delivered, God, from bondages right now. Lord, bring that fruit forth right now, God. I pray, Lord, if there's any that's in a drought today spiritually, God, that they would be refreshed by your Holy Spirit. I pray if there's anyone lost today, God, they would be saved and they would put their faith in you, Lord, and your grace, your, your saving grace, your keeping grace. I pray, Lord, right now, Lord, for every individual here that you would just be a helper to them. And God, that you would just sustain them and give them the courage to keep going. Keep going, friend. Keep going. The Lord is saying to you today, keep praying, keep going. Press on, press on, press on. And you just trust me and I will work all things out.